Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Rockman Power Hour podcast, where we talk to the most interesting people in the world of pop culture. And this week on the show, we have got the guitar player from Cattle Decapitation. His name is Josh Elmore, and they've got a brand new album that is out. They have a tour that they are on right now, and we're going to talk to him about that right here on the Rockman Power Hour. All right. Thanks so much for joining us this week. Um, before we go too far, we'd like to thank our title sponsor, Heartbeat Hot Sauce. Uh, they are the heartbeat of the Rockman Power Hour. And if you use our promo code Rockman20, you'll get 20% off one of these incredible hot sauces. I am holding up the Ryan Ellis Heartbeat Hot Sauce um, Red Habanero. And this is the uh, official hot sauce of Ryan Ellis. And they are part of the motorsports industry right now. Heartbeat are taking over. They've got cars in um, in NASCAR. They've got motorcycles. They've got everything going on right now, Ryan. And they're uh, they're just an incredible hot. They sauce. got kung fu grip. They they do. I don't know. It's just usually oh. something they say where it's like it comes with this, this, and kung fu grip. <laughs> You're gonna need kung fu grip to get this out of my hands. But uh, definitely check them out <laughs> at heartbeathotsauce.com and use our promo code Rockman twenty to get twenty percent off your entire order. Also, a big thanks to Studio House Designs. Uh, Ryan, what are you rocking today? Well, I figured since we're uh, interviewing cattle decapitation, I should show some movies where a lot of decapitation. Ooh, is depicted. I like that. So you've got one of the wonderful stacks on, as I can see, and that the is Toby the, Hooper uh, that stack. Is the Toby Hooper stack. I love all of those movies. Great, great mm. movies. I haven't seen Funhouse yet, though. For what it's worth, I just want to be real. Yeah, I haven't seen Funhouse. No, Funhouse is good, man. Funhouse, but the one on top is my favorite. Salem's Lot. That's my that's my jam. There, there's a new Salem's Lot coming out later this year, I believe, and it'll be the third one because Toby Hooper did the TV miniseries, which is fucking awesome and yeah. a lot of vampire tropes and cinematic tropes come from this one uh and that one also gave like you know the cool thing about toby hooper's one is that it really nods to the nesferatu vampire mm, yeah yeah and um then there was a remake with rob lowe in the 2000s where mm. you know the where the vampires a little more like you know less like uh less inhuman a little bit more charismatic because let's face it, in the 90s and 2000s vampires were getting all sexy yeah. So, you know, uh, but I'm really looking forward to this new Salem slot. I hope they return to form and make, uh, you know, just the vampire an absolute uh, monstrosity. Yeah. yeah, no, it should be good. So um, thank you to Studio House Designs. Uh, I'm still rocking the the Beetlejuice, but I put a shirt over it so I don't smell as bad because I can't take mm. the shirt off. I absolutely love this shirt. Uh, nah. Thanks to Dixon, too. Great, great shirt. It's actually tattooed on your chat. Like you've got a lot of new tattoos recently. I just figure that this is just part of your skin yeah i figured at this point um I, i've got to make sure that i like when i get arrested and i am in prison i've got to look like the hardest guy in the pen um mm -hmm. you know when i get into the yard i got to look mean so i'm going for my teardrops <laughs> next week and, yeah. uh, and then i'm going to do my entire head i think i'm just going to put a big wolf on my head i don't know 
Uh, they, if I was in prison, man, they would use me as currency. Oh my they, God. You would they, be everybody's ba- boy. Blue. They would trade me for cigarettes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, on the show this week, we've got someone from the band cattle decapitation. His name is Josh Elmore. This is a band from San Diego and they've got a brand new album out, Ryan. Um, I don't know hmm. if you've had a chance to check it out, but, uh, it is it's really, really cool. crazy. <laughs> yeah. It's called Terrasite. And what I love about cattle decapitation is that they are one of those bands that if you were a musician's musician, you're going to love them because technically, dude, this is classical music. It's insane what they're able to do. And, um, and I've always liked this band. I've always liked their stance when it came to, uh, like their artwork. Um, the, the fact that they're uh, so pro animal, um, yeah. and that they're, uh, you know, started off as hardcore vegans, uh, they're vegetarians now, but, but regardless of how they eat, um, they've got a message about how humans are the vermin of the earth. <laughs> I would love to hear love this interview was recorded weeks ago, but I would love to hear what they thought about Guardians of the Galaxy because yeah, that, right? that rocket storyline. Oh, it's so I'm really I, everybody out there in the animal rights world. Like, let us know what you thought of Guardians of the Galaxy, because I think it's like a half a billion dollar uh, animal rights ad. Yeah. And in all in all the best ways, but yeah. in none of the, you know, in a clever Star Trek way where you're throwing like uh you're throwing something in there, but you're not too on the nose. You're not you know? exactly. Yeah. And, and yeah. you know, you you I mean, living with Melissa, mm. who's who's um such an animal lover and 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 you know, and an activist when it comes to animal rights. She won't uh, even eat anything with a shadow. Well, we, <laughs> that, that's no, a but, joke. No, that's okay. Yeah. But uh but I mean I'm sure she would love de- cattle decapitation and she would f- yeah. she would have a shine to them or because just because of that, like I remember yeah. when we would talk about UFC and she'd be like, Oh, I love Nate Diaz because he's, <laughs> he's vegan. And, and, and right away she'll probably, that's going to be her favorite yeah. fighter. And that's, there you go. so it's, it's great when you can have that kind of connection. And I love when a band stands for something, you know, you can stand for, um, you know, uh, who's the band? There was the one band. Um, well, obviously ACDC were, were that band that kind of stood for partying, but then there was airborne and airborne were that band that stood for having a good time. And and that's yeah. okay. Just plant your flag in the sand and stand for something. So yeah. the fact that cattle decapitation do stand for what they stand for. Um, and I just, I just think it's great. And, and it's always been the first thing that attracted me to the band. You know, when you talk about album covers and you talk about, um, you know, discographies and you talk about the, the song title, uh, animal titles. Okay. Human manure <laughs> <laughs> monolith of inhumanity. <laughs> I just think, you know, titles like that and, uh, and the artwork, it's just great. And, and one of their, um, the cover, one of their covers of their album, um, I think it was human manure is a, uh, is a cattle is a, is a, is a cow, um, pooping and it's human. <laughs> like, it's, pooping, <laughs> human. like it's just, it's just great. It's just, they're, just a they're, disdain for humanity. Yeah. And they're, but they're really, really talented too. Uh, extremely. And you know, uh, you mentioned in the interview, like, you know, it's, they're more extreme music. It's, this is music that would worry my parents. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. so intense. Even yeah. Slayer probably wouldn't scare my parents nearly as much as Cal Decapitation, but it's not just that they're heavy. It's because they're so precise. Someone mm-hmm. mentioned, I can't remember. It was, I was watching classic albums and it was black Sabbath. And mm-hmm. someone mentioned, it's like Ozzy said, well, anybody could be a heavy band, but it's just, we have such a good rhythm section that everything we do sounds heavier. And it's yeah. true. Black Sabbath had one guitar player, but at the same time, it sounded like it's, it sounded heavy as a building. Yeah. And I think it's because cow decapitation are so precise. Like when it comes to the drums, the bass, the guitars, it's it's like yeah to someone not not to someone who's not used to the genre they could be like oh it's just a bunch of people making noise but it's like no no, no that is calculated yeah. 
fucking tightness. Well, it's like Godor. Godor was the same yeah. thing. Like, like so extreme, but mm. so good. You know, so, so, um, so yeah, so Cattle Decap, definitely love that band. Uh, they're going to be in town May 26th in Montreal. So without any further ado, Ryan, why don't we jump to our, our chat right now with Josh from the band Cattle Decapitation. I really appreciate you taking the time to join us, man. Um, I, uh, you know, it, it's funny because um, Sarah and I have been friends for for quite some time. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, she's she's been singing this band's praises to me for years and years and years. And I work, I work in a, a pretty mainstream radio station in Montreal, but I, you know, I do love extreme music and it was just always trying to find a place where I could talk to cattle decapitation. Mm-hmm. And, and finally, when I started my podcast a year, a year and a bit ago, I was like, this is the podcast where I can have cattle decapitation on one week. Mm-hmm. And next week I can have on naughty by nature. Yeah, no, that's great. I, I, the more eclectic, the better. You know, I love that sort of stuff. You know? Yeah, me too. And 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 I think what's great about um, the podcast form is that you can really, you know, and I'm sure when you go through a day of interviews, a good chunk of it is people that are very familiar with the band, that are hardcore fans that can go deep. But I love the idea of bringing, you know, a newer audience to something that they haven't discovered and might say, hey, like, I want to know more about this. So yeah, First that off, seems like more like effective, you know, I mean, not that like, I don't want to like answer questions that people are, you know, fans of the band or know the yeah. band you know, for a long history, but it's like, you can, you know, get people's interests that it may have would never listen to this sort of thing or, you know, haven't stumbled upon us then yeah, sure. Great. And I think with the, the thing with, you know, being someone who's, who's, who's played metal, who's been in a metal band, um, whose tastes are very varied. Like I could go from, you know, cattle decapitation to Steely Dan mm-hmm. in a day. Oh yeah. Yeah. Same here. <laughs> Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. and 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 that, and that's what I love about music and I think what, what what's great about this band is that there's so many layers to this onion you know um you can talk to you know we, I talked to Sammy from Goat Horror maybe a month and a half ago and like you know mm-hmm. Sammy Goat Horror you know what you're going to get you know it's like he he's right off the bat it's like we're about satan mm-hmm. you know we're we're extreme but what I love about this band is there's so many sides to this band you know um obviously just the fact that, you know, the animal activism, putting the human in the position of the animal, that's been a theme that's been there since, you know, since the beginning. And I love that because someone could just jump in and look at this band who could just be, you know, uh, a pop music loving vegan and be, I like this. So there's yeah. so many jumping off points for people that want to dive into cattle decapitation. Yeah. And that's happened. People have kind of art metal or extreme metal, whatever you want to call it, people that yeah. maybe came in with that angle, you know, like, you know, just be, like found a link or something, and we were just one of these bands on there, and they're like, well, "This is kind of weird." You know, the name, of course, being sort of intriguing because why would this be here? And then right. checking it out, and they're like, "You know, this isn't the type of music I normally listen to, but for some reason, this is clicking with me." So, yeah, it's definitely people have odd paths to get to the band, but you know, whatever <laughs> works. <laughs> when you when you do, um, you know, when you start to see um, people coming to the shows, that you can tell probably when you're looking in the audience, going, "Hey, man, this is like a newer crowd." That that's got to mm-hmm. be a good feeling that you you know that the message is going. You know, you're going beyond the. You know, you're preaching beyond the converted. Yeah, and I think uh, especially uh, like with this tour we did, um, we were actually we were in uh, Placebell in uh, in Montreal there. Uh, okay. Yeah. Pl- yeah. Back, for sure. Back in. Um, December with uh, yeah. Amon Amar. Yeah. You know, we, we were, we were kind of like, you know, as a, being in a touring band, you know, anyone can say this, that's done that. Uh, you're, you're often uh, attempted to be sold on the, Oh, you should do this tour because it'll really open up your fan base or whatever. And I mean, 
that's you know throughout our history and i'm sure every other band and uh, about eight times out of nine times out of ten it's just like that didn't do anything <laughs> i mean not that there's a metric that you can i mean maybe yeah, you know, sure. some, but most of the time it's like did you were you just trying to fill a void here again you know but with this tour you know obviously monomarth carcass obituary three huge bands in the metal world and uh we were like well yes it's that is an attempt you know and like a a means to kind of further our bands. There's probably a lot of Amon Amarth listeners that probably don't even know we exist or never really gave us a chance. And Carcass, sure. yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of their fans that cross over to us pretty healthily because it's the same for us and them. And Obituary, same kind of thing. Um, so we, it's not that we're just looking at it as an attempt to like, you know, oh, we just got to expand our fan base or whatever. Uh, you know, us being lifelong Carcass fans, Obituary and everything. Uh, it was an honor to be part of it. But we came away from that tour not only being you know super happy with you know the response and everything but being like like you mentioned it's just like this is the, one of the first times that i felt and we felt as a collective as a band that this legitimately has helped quote grow the band yeah. you know because it's not just because you're playing in front of way more people than we normally would but you know i don't know how many times whether they were walking around after the show or you know people you know comment online saying i'd heard of you or i'd even never heard of you but man, I was one over that that day. So I went out and bought a couple records, you know, just yeah, to, to yeah. kind of get to have try to have that experience again. And I'm gonna come see you next time you're in town. So I'm like, that's what that's about then, you know. So that's one of the first times that there was actually a huh, this plus this equals this. Right. Which, you know how rare that is in life. So it was just like we were really happy with that. So definitely that was a big step for us, um, I think, which just helped set the stage for interest because we played one new song on that tour so then it was like oh here's a new song and then hopefully people pick up this record or you know check out a few songs or whatever they whatever level of involvement they want to have and you know and i think that's great you know with a band like a modern marth um what's great about them is uh they're another band that you know a, a, a great jumping off point for people that want to, to dive into extreme music because <laughs> they've got they've got a little more meat around the bones um, mm -hmm. the, you know, in terms of like having something that you can dig into and you can go like, oh man, like there's like, there's, there's a, you know, there's another aspect to this band, you know, like there's the whole Viking thing. And, um, so yeah, so I'm glad that that worked for you because when I saw you guys were on that tour, I was like, this is going to open, my mind was like, this is going to open doors for them, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we were really, that was one of our concerns was, well, obviously because of the other bands, it's like we're opening, but they were like, oh man, people are going to be getting off work and it's just, yeah. you know, what time do we have to go on? So, I mean, most nights with maybe the exception of one or two days in that tour, we went on at like six 30 in the evening. And it's like, uh, we're, uh, people are coming home from work and they're just going to get here probably midway through obituary or maybe when the carcass starts. I bet almost all the shows that was place was at least 85% full by the time we started. And then by the time we finished, it was, I don't want to say packed, but probably 90, 95% of the way there. So we did not, it wasn't this all for naught. Like we're on this big tour. And there's 20 people out here. Yeah, it was, uh, it was the, like the the first. Of, you were first of four, right? Because the first yes. of fourth, first the fourth thing can be a disaster. Oh, absolutely. Like, there's <laughs> bands that have these aspirations. Like, oh, we're going to on tour with I don't know, Slipknot or whatever. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're playing. You're you're playing right at doors. The gates open. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah. 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 Like huge empty arena, or maybe like. Oh, there's 300 people there. Yeah, the place seats like 8,500, you know, or that kind of thing. So we got lucky, and you know, people turned out early. So yeah, that, that, it's great to hear that because there's times like the first time that I ever played in the U.S. with my band. I, I remember our we we had gotten an agent, and he said we're going to put you on with Motorhead, the Dropkick Murphys, and Hatebreed. 
So we drove oh, from geez. Montreal all the way to Seattle the day before, mm-hmm. you know, we set up somewhere, we rehearsed, we got showed up at doors. Um, well, before doors, and they're like, You're not on the bill. We're like, What do you mean? You're, you're not on the bill. And we had driven all the way there and we're like, What the fuck? Yeah, Lemmy, yeah. Lemmy came off his bus, had heard the story, went up to the promoter mm-hmm. and said, If you don't let these boys go on for 20 minutes, I'm not playing. Mm-hmm. So it was, guy there. Yeah. it was one of the greatest <laughs> so i i'm all too familiar with the first to four thing and that haunted me for, for you know for the rest of my life when it came to being in a band and it was always nice when you got into that immediate support or third because you're like mm-hmm. least, but so i'm glad that that worked out for you so you know it, and it's funny how sometimes those concerns that you have and everyone's selling you on, the, on this idea and you're like oh man mm-hmm. i know how this is going to go it's not my first rodeo so th- the fact that it, it 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 worked out which is really really great oh it's yeah it was uh, super like pleasant surprise you know like i said I mean, we've done tours before where you know i remember geez, 21 years ago now um or 20 yeah 20 yeah, yeah many many moons ago um we opened for guar and you know that was the kind of sacrificial lamb slot uh the first of three on that run in 2002 and there was several instances of that where the venues like uh, something like show's gonna start at such and such a time yeah, but there's, you know, this extenuating circumstance. Sorry, got to start. Yeah. So there's yeah. a couple times we're playing while they're just letting people in. Like we literally get, you know, and we had 25 minutes on that, that's on that war thing. So yeah. we're in our third song and maybe there's 20, 30 people kind of wandering in like, what's this? Uh, you yeah. Know? yeah. So <laughs> that's, I mean, we weren't expecting anything that extreme, but a little twinge of whatever, but man, it just exceeded our expectations by, I don't know. Thousandfold. <laughs> um, you know, about to release the the eighth record, um, Terrasite. Uh I imagine eight albums in, you know, we talk we're talking about being first of four, but I imagine there's many markets where cattle decapitation rolls in headlines and you do really, really well. Yeah, yeah. We've been you know, we sort of toyed with maybe a couple instances or in the in the the two thousand earlier two thousands a little bit prematurely. Yeah. Um, outside of our region, like in our region, maybe the West Coast, we could not always, but you know, a lot earlier than the rest of the country. Um, right. I think we tried our first headlining run that wasn't just a quick up the coast thing. I think two thousand six, maybe, and it was okay. It was fine. Um, and then a few after that that was kind of. <laughs> but I think since about maybe maybe year or two after Monolith and Any Man came out, which is like two thousand thirteen fourteen. Yeah, we've been pretty pretty lucky pretty lucky like i mean all of our tours where we've like okay we're going to headline this we're going to curate the lineup we're going to head oh we'd like this band to redirect support or like we want to bring this guy in or these people in um those have gone off incredibly well you know so uh this the tour that we have upcoming uh this decibel tour uh with dark funeral and tour of wounds and uh black braid you know, that's, that was like, it's our record. It's kind of technically our record release tour, you know, since yeah. they coincide almost the timing, exactly. Yeah. Um, but I think our re I don't want to say our real, not to detract from the decibel tour at all, but one where we're fully headlining and we have this, you know, hour plus set that's going to be in the fall, you know? So then it'll be like all songs off Terrasite that we want to do. And then a, a peppering out of the past, you know, how many records, you know, to put on there. So um, we got that coming too, but it's the, the, the lineup on the tour coming up here, you know, that's in, that starts on uh, May um, 11th is just, yeah, just 
just come out and see it. Man. Yeah. <laughs> you know, come out and see both of them, please. But you know. Yeah, no, uh, for sure. But yeah, we'll get to get the full headliner set the one in the fall. Uh, I got a, I got a chance to listen to the record. They sent it to me uh, early, and and uh, I mean, you know, I I again, I love extreme music, and and but I also love the fact that in terms of like you know the riffs and and just the tightness of this band, you could tell that this isn't a band that just dials it in. I mean, how, you guys are, are are really when you're off the road, are you guys rehearsing a lot? Is it the kind of thing where you try to keep the chops up? Because you know, there's some bands that you know they they're like, oh yeah, you know, we we all live in different places and we we all get together like six weeks before and we jam. But it, this band seems like it's a bit more than that. It seems like there's the, at the core there's some people that are always playing together. Uh. Actually, it's kind of the first version of what you said. We all live, well, uh, Bell and Travis live in um, San Diego still. Yeah. Um, Dave is in Seattle. Yeah. Um, Ollie's in Montreal. And I live right now in Berlin, but during the writing of Terracite, uh, for, I was in Serbia with my girlfriend and she, you know, we, now we live in Berlin. Wow. But uh, so as far as practice, we, it's, we, each one of us play on our own a bunch. So, I mean, there's, it's, it's not like we only pick up our instruments or whatever when, okay, well, I guess I got to do that. No, we're always playing off to the side and that's, everyone's kind of, I don't say like in writing mode all the time, but constantly kind of, you know, coming up with stuff and then filing it away or whatever. Um, but yeah, we, we pick a time before whatever tour and go, okay, we have our sets going to be X amount of time. Well, we better devote, you know, this window of just hammering and hammering and hammering it. I mean, I, ideally um we would just be able to walk in and go okay we're going to throw in a couple of these songs this song everyone practice on their own you know if we're all in the same city and then just come together and just hammer it out on a regular schedule but since we're all three-fifths three-fifths of us are not in san diego uh we have to kind of unfortunately do the all right here's get your buy your plane tickets we come in on this day we start the next morning right so so that so the preparation's mostly done like solo personally yeah right Right. So but, but, like, but there is work that's done like oh absolutely yeah because yeah, no, you can tell it's, like it's, it's yeah it's not one of those things i mean i can only speak for myself but i yeah. highly doubt <laughs> anyone else is just neglecting you know their what they do but yeah we once we you know squabble over what the set list is going to be um and make a decision i mean i'm in there like if it's an older song and i may go like hmm, i need a refresher on that i'll you know listen to it again or in the extreme cases be like, I don't know what the heck was I doing. Let me get, let me put it in YouTube and watch it like a live video and hope it's showing me. I'm like, Oh, that's what I was doing on that. You know, have you ever so, had, have you ever had um, like, have there ever been a part that you've forgotten and that you've had, you're like, shit, I really don't remember how I played that. And you've had to go to oh, some kid that might've tabbed your stuff. Or, yeah. 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 I have to go to like, I usually I'll like go to Bell and be like, do you remember what the heck I was doing? Not what I was doing, but like, what were you doing? And then I go, oh, because then I'll see, you know, just kind of, sure, if sure. we're playing different things or it's just like that run riff, does it go da 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 or da da da, like up and down. So it's so like a passing note, but of course we want to get it right. So it's like no one had noticed, but why not do it correctly? So right. I'll ask him and whatever. But um, like with, like, let's say like on some of the songs we're doing on this upcoming run, it was like, Oh, okay, I gotta let me see. Do I remember what the, how that lead goes? Okay, I remember the basically the patterns, but I'm like, am I half a step off? I mean, which literally, how do I fix that? Okay, fixed, you know, right, or yeah, whatever. It's yeah, not like a big ordeal, but um, it's like, okay, did that start on F sharp or F? <laughs> I don't know. Well, we'll find out. The second we start practice, did, oh, guess I was right. wrong. Right, <laughs> right, right, right. But then, but, you know, I'll get as close as possible, but. but 
actually like relearning some of those songs, like not that I thought it was going to be some big ordeal, but it's like, oh, okay, this is okay. You fall right back into it. You know, there's nothing that's really, you know, there's very few like mysteries, so especially the past several records, since everything is all, you know, clicked out and everything like that. It's a lot easier to figure out. Now, if I was trying to relearn certain Harvest Floor songs, right, that might be difficult because there's so much like, not to say improv, but just a lot of like kind of on the spot stuff that I'm like, <laughs> well, that's the, you know, and that here, so here's something, you know, you get bands that um, it's becoming more and more popular, you know, fans like, you know, say someone goes and says, uh, you know, Karma, Bloody Karma, I want that record from mm-hmm. front to back. So mm-hmm. it's an anniversary that comes up and you're like, let's do a tour okay. where we do that whole record. That's mm-hmm. got to be nightmarish for a lot of bands because oh, there's usually on album cuts that just never get played live. So then you're like, you know, so you'll have somebody that's going to go out and they're going to go like, we're playing this album for like, I'm going to see black flag on Wednesday and they're doing all mm-hmm. of my war, you know, mm-hmm. like, you know, they do my war all the time. Yeah. <laughs> but do they do other songs on the record? So exactly. it's, yeah, and, you know, it's like, like you said, if someone said, like, okay, Karma Bloody Karma came out in 2006. Like, here in a yeah. few years, it's like, oh, the 20th anniversary. We better play that whole record. I'll be like... Yeah. Have you guys been in that situation where you've done anything like that, where you've played the whole record? No, well, the only time we actually played a whole record was um, after Humanor came out in 2004, we did a San Diego show, and I, our idea was like, oh, we're going to play the whole record front to back, you know? Yeah. And we did that live, and I mean, this was... You know, we were a band at that point, with especially with the Sir Band, that record was like 31 minutes long or something like that, if that. So, and that's the whole thing. And we our sets were usually about half an hour long. So then Humanor comes out, we're like, we're gonna play the whole record and not counting the like kind of noise sort of collage thing we did in yeah. the outro. Um, I think it's like a 47 minute record or something like that, maybe almost an hour. I or no, it was 47 minutes. We played the entire record and then we did some like choice cuts off to serve men. So we did yeah, like three yeah. more songs, which was like another 10 minutes or so. So we're playing basically an hour and double how long we normally played. And are just like, oh, how do we do this? But, you know, that was right after we, we released the record. So everything was kind of fresh. But if we were to go back and do that now and oh, yeah. I just I, I think there'd be um, if someone would suggest that there'd be a bit of pushback from other members like <laughs> I don't want to, because it's like these sort of resources of, you know, do I really want to go back and, you know, for some guys, it's like relearn this other member, this former member's parts. Sure. How many years down, 20 years down the line in certain cases where I was around then, Travis was around then, but I don't know if I'm going to be able to like go, oh, this is what it is. Because I'd have to sit there and like really study and figure out what I was doing. Because there's a lot of stuff on those earlier recordings where it's like, it's just not as regimented and as you know, snap, 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 uh, as it is now. So there'd be a lot of research and a lot of probably swearing and heartache <laughs> put into that. So, and for us, I don't think it's, I don't want to say it's not, it's not worth it because there's people from that love those areas of the band. Of course. Of course. Some, I mean, I think even looking back now, there's some great material that came from those time periods, but you know, when we've tried to bring out older songs like that or from those records, you know, we slip them into like, when we were doing like the Anthropocene cycle or maybe earlier on, well, I don't want to say the death out of the cycle because there was like one U.S. tour for that, but, um, you know, earlier albums, people just kind of give us these blank stares, you know, you see this chatter online. Oh, we love this. We want to hear this song. And so we're like, okay, let's relearn this song. And then you do it. And then it's like a room full of people just like, and you're like, why we put all that effort in? (laughs) So, I mean, you don't want to just like, well, here's the four albums people want to hear and just, only take from those but at the same time it's just like 
<laughs> I yeah. figured like do most of that and then maybe a couple pepper the old stuff and then can't say we didn't do any old songs, you know, that kind of thing. So I, I think one of the most impressive things I've ever seen talking about someone having to learn other someone else's material. Um, you know, I, I don't know if you're a Voivod fan, but um mm-hmm. so Chewy okay. Yeah, so yeah. so when, when Chewy took all the you know did all the tablature of mm-hmm. Piggy's old stuff and they mm-hmm. they really I was so impressed because you know the okay. nerds the nerds were like and they're just waiting they're like no you you did that perfect <laughs> so yeah exactly it's and that of I don't say of any band but that band like you're gonna have guys sitting there with a clipboard oh yeah while yeah, waiting yeah. for you to do, play a part incorrectly or just you misinterpreted or whatever. And I mean, I've seen him, you know, he's been, how long has he been in the band now with him? Like Long 10 time. Years almost? Oh yeah. 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 yeah I mean, easy. I've seen him probably like, I mean, several, several times with him. And it's like one, it's, it's Dan. So he doesn't, <laughs> he's an incredible player, Yeah, but he just sounds perfect. You know? Yeah. I know. And it's like, I mean, I was like, you know, I listened, Nothing Face is one of my favorite heavy music albums. Yeah. And, uh, you know, granted, when I, it came out, what, I think 89, 88, uh, like 89. Yeah. 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 I bought it when I was like in, I think either late junior high, or early high school. And, um, and at that time it's just like mind boggling, you know? Yeah. And then I, of course, I'm still appreciate and listen to it. Not all the time, but, you know, go back to it gladly. And, um, it's, you know, since I've, you know, gotten a lot more experience under my belt, there's stuff I'm like, Oh, okay. I could figure that out. But there's a lot of it still. It's like yeah. only his mind could come up with that. So for Dan to like, painstakingly meticulously do that is just beyond, you know, and say when he was uh, filling in for Gorgas too, yeah. you know, way back in the early two thousands, it's just it's me. <laughs> and the crazy thing about Voivod is like, you know, if you were to talk to Michelle about all this, you know, the way people look like, you know, the clipboard and, and analyzing uh, for him, it would be so like, what? Like there's so <laughs> mild mannered dude, like him and, you know, him and snake would be like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, why? Yeah. Yeah. These guys, that's like, yeah. Why are these guys here? So like, why? No, but you why know, do you I, like, we're just making music. Like why? It's not nothing to analyze. Like, cause it's so like mellow laid back guys. Yeah. <laughs> it's but, like the, the, they unintentionally or unwittingly created this or didn't create, but helped contribute to like these people who were like basically taking demerits for every little, uh, you know, misstep or something like that. Most unassuming music snob music mm-hmm. makers that I've ever met in my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, exactly. I'm really, really glad that we got a chance to chat, man. Uh, thank you for taking uh-huh. the time. I know you got to run because I'm checking here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm going to get you out of here early, but um, okay. new album's coming out in May. You're going to be in Montreal soon. Um, yeah, I think the 20th. Eighth or I know you're here though. I know you're exactly here on the 26th of May because it's my wedding. Okay, anniversary. Right okay. Yeah. It's my wedding anniversary. And, <laughs> and my wife's yeah. like, we're not going to see cattle decapitation on our wedding anniversary. I'm like, please. You're like, huh, come on. <laughs> come on, babe. <laughs> it's my gift. <laughs> like the, the, yeah. they're vegetarian like us. I mean, get, 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 get. Yeah. see? <laughs> but, yeah, uh, we but, go to dinner early and then yeah. use the show and then yeah. you know. We can have, we we can go have like raw vegan food and then we can go check Mm -hmm. them out and it's going to be a Mm -hmm. problem, but no, it's a hard sell. But, uh, (laughs) but but honestly, dude, um, I, I'm really excited for people to hear the record. I think it's great. And, and I hope that, you know, um, I, am glad to hear what you told me about the Amon Marth tour, because that is what, you know, essentially that is what those kind of tours are for, for a smaller band. And when you see a band grow like that, it's a great thing. And, um, and you guys hit all the marks, man. You've got it. You've got the merch down. You've got the music down. Oh you've got the chops down. So uh, hats off to you and continued success. And thanks for taking the time, man. I really appreciate it. Anytime. I really appreciate it. Thanks for giving me an opportunity to talk with you here. 
So, you know, it really hit hit me in the feels and the heart and the memories. Yeah. It's when he's talking about just, um, you know, oh, yeah, we're opening and we don't know. We're playing at 630 and what's yeah. going to happen. Yeah. And uh, right in the feels, I remember uh, the only time I ever played Club Soto was a Pusa Fest. And it was the real deal. And we're opening up for the Mad Caddies. And we must have been to St. Catharines. We're there that day, too. A whole a whole bunch of bands. So we're, anyway, we're on that day. It's we're going to be playing early. And I'm just like, oh, man, it's going to be packed. Yeah, whatever. Pusa. Woo. Cause, but I'm like, I never show up to shows early. <laughs> and, right. and then we're playing on stage. And believe it or not, the it was very empty. But my friend Paul and a bunch of other dear friends were right there in the front row. And you know what? You can look at this memory two different ways. You'd be like, that time I played in front of a half-empty club soda before anybody showed up. Or the time that two people who saw me in the shittiest venues ever yep. got to see me play the big show just once. Yeah. And that 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 gives me all the fuzzies. <laughs> Yeah, it, it, it's fun when you when you talk to bands, um, and I and I love the fact that Josh is able to look at his career and say, "Hey, yeah, man, like we, you know, we paid our dues. We, 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 you know, and we, we, we've we've grown in certain places." And there's, you know, mm. I, I love when it, when when especially because you know we do talk to a lot of musicians on the show, and I do love hearing the stories of of you know of the growth and 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 getting there and appreciating it when you get there and and not ever ever forgetting how you got there. And and I think this is a band that has always put in a lot of hard work. So. Um, I'm, I'm excited that we got to chat with him. I think it was really fun. And, and, and I love the fact that you and I are able to talk to pretty much anybody on this show. And that's what the beauty of this show is that we can have one week on someone from cattle decapitation. And the next week we could have someone like Sass Jordan on the show. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty cool. So yeah. not that, not foreshadowing that we're going to have Sass Jordan on or anything, but you know, stranger things have happened. And we might have someone from stranger things on. Okay, now we're really just throwing people for loops. Um, <laughs> all right, so it's been an absolute pleasure hanging out um, with all of you. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for the continued interest in the podcast. And please like, subscribe, tell your friends, let us know what you'd like to hear or see or who you'd like to see on the podcast, and we'll do our best to have them on. And uh, click that subscription button. That really, really helps us. Subscribe to the podcast, especially if you're watching us on YouTube. Big thanks to our title sponsor, Heartbeat Hot Sauce. I'm holding up the Inflames one and you can get Heartbeat Hot Sauce anywhere. Ryan's got a nice used up bottle. That's what I like to see. Not this shiny stuff that's like, you know, oh, look, let's let's uh, let's put some like fake dew on the bottle and take a close up glamour. When you think of me, Rockman, I hope you think used up. <laughs> it's ryan tore up jelena <laughs> so a big thanks to our title sponsor heartbeat hot sauce check them out at heartbeathotsauce.com and use our promo code rockman20 to get 20 percent off your entire order and you will not be disappointed i guarantee you also thanks to studio house designs for keeping us looking fresh ryan's got the uh the toby hooper stack it is wonderful i love all those movies and um Thanks to our producer, Julia Kajerski. Thanks to my co-host, Ryan Stick. And thanks to AKG. Ryan, tell me, you wanted to say something to me about AKG. You were I love AKG. I love AKG so much. Sometimes yeah. I do voice auditions. Yeah. And uh, everybody who I work with has commented how good on the quality sense. of yeah. how much better this microphone is than our microphones. And what's incredible about it is like it literally changes whatever you need it for. You can yeah. get into it closely and it could sound really cool like this. Or you could turn it louder. You could a guitar amp. It's absolutely fascinating. I'm so glad this microphone happens to be in my life, and I'm really glad we get the podcast with it. Me too. And we are using the, uh, if you're listening and you're wondering, we are using the C214 from AKG, which C214. is a great, great versatile microphone. We're very, very happy uh, that 
they're on board with us on the podcast as well. So thanks to them. Uh, thanks to our producer, Julia Kajerski. Thanks to my co-host, Ryan Stick. And thanks to all of you for joining us on this journey. We'll see you next time on the Rockman Power Hour. <laughs>